You're listening to the Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast, where our mission is to help you live your best life by connecting you with the outdoors. I'm Catherine Walton, and today I'm sharing with you some ideas for getting into a regular exercise routine when you're on a budget. Australians apparently spend billions of dollars a year on exercise. That includes gym memberships and fees for club memberships, exercise classes, clothing, the equipment, massages, personal trainers and so on. And apparently about a third of the population do pay for a gym membership. Yet almost half of those people use the gym only occasionally, like maybe only one or two times a week or less which to me sounds like a huge investment in not a real lot of exercise. But gym memberships and other sorts of memberships are only one way to get your exercise routine going. There are so many ways that you can spend your exercise budget. You could spend that money on sporting club fees, You could purchase specialised gear and clothing and equipment. You could be paying for entries into races and paying for travel and accommodation to, to go to races. You could be spending money on training programs or creating your own home gym. But if you want to get started exercising, and all of that can seem quite daunting and very expensive then this episode is for you because we're going to be looking at what the options are if you don't want to spend any money or you don't want to spend a lot of money on getting an exercise program going. But first of all, let's start with the question of the day. What is the most popular form of exercise in Australia? Do you know? We're going to come back to this at the end of the episode. So, Keep listening and stay tuned. There are a lot of pressures to spend your hard-earned money on everything in life, including exercise. It's really easy to get hooked into all sorts of marketing campaigns and whatever the latest health campaign is. And this can lead to us comparing ourselves to others And you might start thinking that you really do have to pay for a gym membership or you have to buy fancy equipment in order to get fit and that you really need to have the latest super tech clothes. But you don't have to. Those things, they can enhance your exercise or your enjoyment of exercise and and maybe your motivation to some extent. But throughout history people have coped quite well with very little or no special exercise equipment and clothing. Now, the aim of exercise is to improve your strength, your flexibility, your endurance and your cardio health by putting a load on your body and your body learns and and grows to adapt and become stronger and more flexible and so on. This doesn't have to cost anything at all. So, Crying poor is never an excuse to not exercise. Just ask your grandparents or your great-grandparents if they're still around. No one needed any gyms back in those days. Nobody needed any fancy clothes because 
exercise was all part of the normal everyday hard day's work where you were fixing fences, you were collecting firewood and chopping it and carting it to the kitchen where you'd stoke the stove for baking your own bread. You might have walked to the shop or perhaps ridden a horse to the shop. And your laundry was not done in an automatic washer like most of us do these days. It was done by hand or using a boiler and a wringer. So this sort of functional and everyday activity, that was exercise and it still is. Don't confuse it with general housework that many of us think about today where we're pushing an electric vacuum cleaner around or or we're pegging the washing out. That's movement, but it's not exercise and it's not demanding like housework and working around the yard was in many days gone by. So the point of that is that you really don't need a big budget in order to exercise your body. You can get back to the basics and simply focus on what is your daily dose of physical activity. And when you do that, you can let go of this all frills approach that can really suck you into spending a lot of money. In my opinion, the main thing that you need is a good pair of shoes, some comfy clothes, perhaps some sunscreen and a hat if you live in the kind of environment where I live, where it's sunny a lot of the time and we need to protect our skin from sun cancer, and also a bottle of water. And that's all you need to go walking, which is one of the best and one of the most accessible types of exercise that we have. So why is walking ideal for the general population? I'm not talking here about if you're needing to train for a specific event or, or a specific sport. Your training then might involve a number of other activities, but for general health and fitness. Walking is a really great exercise and there are so many reasons. You can set your own pace. So some days you might want to go faster or slower. You can walk at a relaxed, gentle pace or you can pick up the pace and do some power walking or some jogging. There are less opportunities to get into comparison when you're outdoors When you're indoors and the room is filled with other people who are using the same equipment or doing the same sorts of exercise, it's really easy to slip into comparing your own performance with somebody else's. And that can lead to straining yourself, overdoing it, and really it can take a lot of the enjoyment out of it for some people. Walking is also really convenient. It's something that you can do almost wherever you live or work or if you're traveling. And it's certainly something that I've really enjoyed doing as I've needed to travel around either for work or for personal reasons or on holidays, being able to go walking instead of feeling tied to doing a particular kind of other exercise has been really, really valuable. You can walk alone 
or you can choose to walk with a buddy or in a group if you prefer. So it can be a social exercise if you wish it to be and if your COVID-19 restrictions are allowing that. You've also probably already got everything you need to go walking because walking is something that many of us do every day in the small ways. But when I'm talking about walking for exercise, I'm talking about being quite intentional about going out there and walking. So you don't really need any special equipment, although, as I said before, in my opinion, a good pair of shoes goes a long way. Walking is free. For most of us, we can step out the door and go for a walk, or perhaps we can travel a short distance to go somewhere that we would enjoy going for a walk. Although having said that, I am aware that there are some national parks across Australia who do charge a day entry fee or a vehicle entry fee. And of course, there are some places where you might want to park your car and walk from there and you may need to pay car parking fees. However, overall, walking really is one of the cheapest ways to exercise when you're on a budget. I've had people say to me, but walking is so boring, but I beg to disagree. I think it's one of those kinds of exercise that you can vary day to day. It doesn't have to be boring. You can walk in a new place. You can go at a different pace. Take your walk in a different direction. If you normally go in a loop in one particular direction, change it up and go the other way or find some variations and side routes to take. Look for some uphill sections and and some downhill sections. Change the length of your walk. So one day if you've got a bit more time, go for a longer walk. On another day, you might feel a bit more pressed for time. So still get out there, but do a shorter walk. Maybe do a higher intensity walk or a more gentle walk day to day. If you normally walk alone, it can help to organise a walking buddy or a walking group. Or if you do normally walk with other people, change it up by going alone occasionally. You can also try walking at different times of the day and I find this particularly inspiring because even if you're walking on the same trail or the same route, at different times of the day, you will see different things, you will hear different things, there'll be different smells, there'll be different sights. And if you go at night time, it's even more different. Walking on the same track or the same route throughout the year means that you'll get to see the plants and the animals in all the seasons and that can be really interesting. So when you start to take notice of those things, the walk is no longer so boring. You're much more mindful about what's around you. You can also choose a theme for the day when you go out walking. So you can choose to notice what animals are around today, or you might choose to notice how the clouds move, what types of clouds are around, which direction are they moving, or you might choose to be mindful of what sounds there are. Some people really love to tune into podcasts or audiobooks while they're walking, or even music, 
And I think they're wonderful things to do. Occasionally, it helps us to sometimes get out of our own head if we're finding that as we're walking, we're perhaps thinking over and over the same things and not getting anywhere. Sometimes it can be helpful to listen to something. And music can also help us to keep up a good pace. And that's probably a good thing as well. You can use walking as a motivation to get going, to get out there when you join a walking group because you're surrounded by other people who are also interested in either walking or their health or making friends, socialising, whatever it is. And so there are some walking groups around, there are walking clubs around, and there's also Park Run, which across Australia is a free initiative that's run by volunteers. You don't have to run or jog, you can choose to walk at Park Run. And of course, there are different types of walks you do. I live in the bush and I usually walk on my own home bush trails, but also national parks trails and state forests. But sometimes I do an urban walk. So a walk along the river in the CBD or even if I'm visiting another city, it's really interesting to do a walk if it's through a residential area, having a look at people's gardens and noticing what's different about that area compared to where I live. And you can be sure to find some stairs in urban areas, which brings another dimension to your exercise. Of course, if you are lucky enough to live near a beach or you're visiting a beach, a beach walk either along an esplanade or actually getting down onto the sand and walking barefoot in the sand, feeling the sand between your toes, that adds another type of walk to your list of walks that you can do. If you are living on a farm, then you can pace the paddock or go to your local park when you're visiting town. You can also walk with a purpose. So this means instead of using walking specifically as exercise through the day, you've got another purpose to it. So you might be walking to work or walking to school, walking to a friend's place or park your vehicle a long way from the bus or the train station or the shops and walk the rest of the way in. There's a special kind of walking where we use maps and compasses known as orienteering. So don't forget that's another variation of walking that can add a little bit of extra interest to your exercise. Likewise, you can use a navigation app on your phone or on your device to help you pre-plan a walk or to map out your walk or to track and record where you have walked. And then you can keep that for your own records or if you want to, you can share it with other people who are interested in following that route or you might like to share that on social media because that helps you to stay accountable to your exercise. There are also various wearable devices that have pedometers and other data trackers, which some people really like to use. But my suggestion here, as always, is if you find yourself 
obsessing over those things, you know, obsessing over the numbers, it's probably time to give it the flick and try something else. If you are looking for some weight training, you can try walking with a backpack that's got some heavy weights added to it. You know, it could be some uh, drink bottles that you've filled up or something else that you can put in that backpack to add a bit of weight. Walking meetings are another great way to get your exercise in each day. So this could be a work-based meeting or it could be a casual catch-up with friends. Instead of sitting down over a cuppa and bickies, you could go to the local park or to a national park and do a walk together. Likewise, having a walk at lunchtime or after work can help you to wind down and to de-stress from the day. I've known some people who've really loved walking so that they can earn money as they walk, such as delivering newspapers or pamphlets into letterboxes as they go. And I have a memory from my childhood going window shopping with my family in the evening. So taking a bit of a stroll downtown and having a look in the shop windows, which back in those days were all closed in the evening. But you can also take your kids for a walk after school if you've got kids. And that gives them a really lovely time to chat about their day with you while you're all having a little bit of exercise and movement. So Even though I love a whole variety of exercise, my go-to exercise is walking because I can do it almost anywhere, anytime and with very little equipment. Really, it's just the good shoes and I have had a number of consultations with podiatrists over the years to help me um, work on some issues that I was having with my feet and some discomfort that I was having. And that has been really, really useful. But overall, walking has been a really, really budget conscious exercise for me. And it can be for you as well. You get all the benefits of feeling great and knowing that you're giving your future health an awesome boost. So you can spend heaps of money on exercise, but you don't have to. There really are no excuses. So start with any of the ideas that I've talked about and let me know how you go or share your ideas with me. I'll leave the link to my email address in the show notes. So let's get back to that question of the day that I asked at the top end of the episode. What is the most popular form of exercise in Australia? I think maybe you might have guessed it by now. It's walking. Now, the Outdoors is My Therapy podcast takes you on a journey of discovery, learning how you can live your best life by connecting you with the outdoors. We'll guide you through the maze of wellness information and give you evidence-based and practical strategies to improve your health, your happiness and your well-being by spending time in nature and the great outdoors. I'm your host, Catherine Walton. I'm an accredited mental health social worker, a bushwalking guide, a mountain bike instructor and a family-focused outdoors adventurer. 
and I've loved sharing these ideas with you today. You can find out more about Outdoors Is My Therapy and the other initiatives and projects that I'm working on over at my website. I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. www.catherinewalton.com.au I look forward to seeing you over there. Until next time, enjoy your outdoor adventures.